Brother Ford, come. I want God to bless him, help him, strengthen him. God touch his body. He needs a touch in his body. Amen. Amen. So let's pray that God would touch him, minister to him, and minister through him tonight. Let's give him a good Bendale welcome. God bless him. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord, all ye people. Shout! Unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. Oh, we don't have much victory in the house. Wasn't much shouting just then. A lot of clapping. Wasn't very much shouting. I drove all the way down here this evening and forgot the meatballs. <laughs> and everybody else was out of sorts, so I had to go back. And so it says, uh, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about what I talked about this morning, if I could, just for a moment while I was... Uh, whatever reason I just told my wife she said I said you know I just ain't got nothing to say she come come over there about four o'clock or so and from my mom's and she says you say that every time I said but no but just don't understand this time it's it's worse than ever I mean, I'm scattered from Dan to Beersheba today. I, I just and uh, just couldn't get away from just it's just just this little niggling something. And uh, I was hoping there'd be others here tonight, maybe Keith, but you're here and. Uh, How many know God loves you immeasurably? It's beyond the scope of human ability to amass measurements that would come even nigh unto the magnitude of the love of God for us, his children. And, you know, incidentally, when he went to Calvary, Brother Moore, he went not for the saved. For that God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. So he went to the cross with love for whatever you could conjure up in your mind as being the most despicable and the worst case of humanity. The love for that. His love for that. Took him to Calvary. Not his love for where you are now. It's his love for where you are now that keeps his eye right upon you at all times 
for your good because you dared choose to walk with him. And we're going to sing that song again. He loves me. He loves me. That's what Calvary says. <laughs> See if we can get in the, a key that they can sing with me. Hallelujah. I can sing it in whatever. I'm like Brother Bankston. I get in the crack sometimes. I get in between the black and the white keys. Down there where it gets really good. You know, that monotone sounds good to me, but nobody else. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Wailing on it and waxing worse and worse because it sounds so good. And everybody else is, why me, Lord? Hallelujah. Y'all help us sing. Let's just sing until Jesus. How many of you just, Pastor Moore, sometimes I just like to, I know this is a term the world has turned uh, almost vulgar, but I just like to make love to Jesus by singing to him. I imagine David sometimes as just a shepherd boy. You know, when, when God already had his hand on him, he didn't even realize it until later but he would play and sing and sing until Jehovah that he knew really at arm's length just <clears throat> he made music and melody unto his God alone of his own accord could y'all do that tonight? Just the way he wraps you in his arms in your dark times and he comes by and he, and he wraps you up. And you can physically sometimes physically feel the arms of the master as he rocks you in his arms. And he says, I love you. I love you. Because that's what Calvary says. He says, I love you. I love I love you and it's written in prayer. Can you say it with us now? Say I love you I love you That's what Calvary says, I love you, I love you, I love you, it's written in red. 
say it. What Calvary said. Love the Lord. Come on, clap your hands. Whatever you feel like doing, just love Him. Give it praise right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Moore. Thank you, church, for uh, listening to me uh, a lot. I don't really have any notes. I, it, I'm just going to do this by the seat of my britches, if you don't mind. And uh, what that old papermaker told me, he says, now we've got this scanner over here that tells us the moisture coming off the Yankee. Then we got a scanner up front that tells us the moisture scent of moisture in the sheet after it goes through some after dryer cans on number seven. Number six had the same thing. Got a scanner right here. Tells us the pre-can moisture or after dryer moisture. Yankee moisture. And then after that it gives you the moisture after it goes through some more drying. He said, but in the old days we would walk by and we'd run our arm down the parent roll. Now they got all that gates and guards and you can't get in there. You got If you walk across the end down there, they got a, a mat out there. If you step on that mat or if enough pressure touches that mat, sometimes the air hose will shut the reel section down. So you don't go in there, but they walk down that put their arm there and if where it pulled their hair off, they knew it was drier and wet. And then they'd feel of it. You feel corrugation with your hands. You could feel of it. You could feel picks and chatter in the paper. All kind of stuff. You could feel it with your hands. And he said, we run by the seat of our britches, <laughs> basically. And uh, didn't have a lot of high-tech instrumentation like we have now. And so tonight, I'm just going to talk about the will, the will of man and strengthen the power of what God has given unto us. And uh, and just for uh, I had planned on reading the scripture <clears throat> but I, I, I'll, I'll read this and it says 
So God created man in his own image, 1 and 27 of Genesis. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Everybody say amen. amen. Let's raise our hands and pray one more time. God, we thank you for your word, for your power, for your love, for your mercy, for your grace. God, help me to impart your wisdom, God, your word, the thing that you would help me to say, God. I, I know I'm nothing. God, I'm least in the kingdom of God. He that is least is greater than I. And I love you, Lord. I just thank you that you've allowed me to be a part of your kingdom. In all of my frailty, Lord, I love you. I worship you. I praise you. I thank you. Touch my brothers, God. Make them great. Make them mighty in the kingdom of God. Touch my brothers and sisters right now in Jesus' name. Strengthen them through thy word. For thy word is truth. Amen, 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 amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> and I wrote down just a little something to help me remember the thought that came through my mind and it's like the bird that flies over and so fleetingly and you, you, you knew there was something flew by that was a bird, but you didn't see it good enough to really I'm sorry. Um, That thing can't hear me, brother, without this. And it's, it's tough when you're listening to something and you can't hear that guy no more. And he's just getting up. He's just talking up a storm and you ain't hearing nothing on that tape recording. But <clears throat> I lost where I was at already just, just that quick. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, he'll, he'll fly by. We knew it was a bird. But we didn't know exactly what it, exactly what kind. We just caught a glimpse of something, but enough to know. And uh, I, I knew it was something that that God was that brought by, but I didn't get a good enough grip on it to remember it at that time. I didn't write it down. And so it this afternoon, after I told my wife, I have nothing. That little thought come flying by again. And I reached out and I grabbed it. And I reached out and I grabbed it. And so, uh, <clears throat> as I said this morning, when God created us, when he made us, Brother Moore, he, he, uh, he took special time. It's as though that, and because that, uh, he had lost, I guess, the, the chief cherub or the chief archangel or the one that was closest to his bosom, the one that, uh, that sang the praises and, and that, that third part of the heavenly host that, that gave the, the might and the worship and led the praise and the glories uh, where God's dwelling is uh, in the wherever, hallelujah, because he fills all time and space. But but it but it says that that Satan was cast down, that he was cast down into the earth, and and uh, and so that that part that that worship and and there's something about that 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 fellowship that that praise that God uh, that 
he longed for something to to again take its place and so uh he didn't he didn't go and try to make another angel, as I told you this morning. He, but he, he took the time, Brother Moore, to make something that had a, a, a will. A, 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 he made him, as we call it, a, a free moral agent. He, he, he took the time to fashion him out of what he had spoken with his mouth. He spoke the world into existence and the earth and the trees and the herbs and the ground and the dry land appeared. And after that, he took of that dry land which came from the word of his mouth uh, and he fashioned a man with his own hand uh, in loving care and he said he made him in his likeness and in his own image so in the image of God created he him so God created him in his own image and he put there was something that is innate within every human uh, and if you'll listen just for a moment, I want to try to help somebody here tonight that may be struggling. And uh, they may think that, uh, well, I, I don't have what it takes. And uh, things have uh, gone uh, awry for me. And, uh, and I'm, uh, I'm uh, outside of what God desires. Look, I don't care how despicable you think you are. It's the enemy's pleasure to make you think that you're no good. And that you're wasted goods and you're past being any use to God and that, and that you've done despicable beyond any before you I'm here to tell you you hadn't even scratched the surface of what despicable is and what God would turn aside if you hadn't committed blaspheme against the Holy Ghost if you hadn't blasphemed against the Holy Spirit of God then you hadn't went too far and there's nothing that he will not do to come to you if you want him to come to your rescue there's no power in earth that can stop this God from coming to your rescue and pulling you out from where you are nothing and so he put within us brother Moore he put within man a wheel uh, that he could choose and we see it right off the bat in the garden of Eden now I had a guy yesterday. He was now you know this, you know they are, they're out there, right? And I go to the Chinese place, get me and my wife a little bite to eat. And so I, I say, okay, I'll, I'll get to, I'll get us some best walk. And uh, so I, I go by there, and this guy, people come in after me. Another one comes in, picks up. This guy comes in. He walks. He's by himself. And he goes up there, and he. Makes a little order, and he turns around, and he walks, and he looks like that. I'm sitting over there, and I got my phone out to look up something uh, come to my mind. And, I, and so I wasn't paying him no particular attention. He says, you know what a crying shame is? You know what a shame? What a, you wanted me to tell you what a something bad, a sad story. You want to hear a sad story? And then he went. And brother... And then he said something about there being, I said, oh, if there is a God, that would be a miracle. And he's talking about the left wingers. You know, he's all, you know, and uh, there's always one of them right there. And, and, uh, <laughs> and he says, uh, if there's a God, I said, oh, you ain't got to worry about that. There is a God. 
And he wanted to talk about what happened in the garden. And he had it so messed up, Brother Moore. I knew it would be wasting my time for me to even mention anything because he didn't believe anything to start with except what was coming out of his own pipe. But God made us, and so we would see that in the garden that, that Eve had a choice. And the will and the choice of her flesh and of her fleshly desire overcame her will to obey God. I want you to talk to you a moment about the will of man. The will of man. And, uh, and so she sees that it's good to make one wise. And, and another fellow said it was a quince. I started telling, buddy, it wasn't no quince. He had the story messed up too, but I didn't hurt his feelings. I come real close though, because I'm a type of fella, I don't like you to be in error. I, I really like to straighten you out. Everybody who knows me knows that. I mean, if, if, it's, if it's jacked up, I'm pretty much going to let you know, hey guy, you jacked up. Uh, you know, that, that ain't right. <laughs> Now, if it don't really matter, it don't. But, you know, I don't know what it was, so it don't really matter. Uh, but it was good to eat. And a quince ain't. I don't know if she had ever ate one before. but I mean, I like them, but they really ain't. As far as, you know, something you can eat, you take one bite and chew it up, and then you got to have four glasses of water because it just takes, it sucks every bit of the moisture out of your body. Just like that, buddy. I'm telling you right now. And, uh, but... <clears throat> It was good to make one wise. And you'll be like the gods knowing good and evil. And so we see that the will of man took over and they fell in the garden. And, uh, and it seems like if, uh, if, 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 if we're not careful, it looks like that, uh, that, you, that for the most part, that the will of man is, uh, is against us. That Brother Barry, that, uh, that, that somehow that, the, that thing that God made us and, and put in us to be like him, that we would have dominion over everything, that uh, we would be like him in that God put us, uh, there was nothing that he created that he didn't put under the authority of man. Every, I don't care if there were dinosaurs after when Adam and Eve was created, if there's been dinosaurs since then, they were under the dominion of Adam the man. He named them, he called them by name, and God honored it. Because they brought them all by. So you can have your theories. I got mine. And I'll leave them lay. Because for salvation's purposes, it don't matter. But if we're not careful, the will of man is our enemy. And brother Moore, it can be. And it a lot of times is. Case in point, Judas Iscariot, he did not have 
to be the man. There was going to be a man. There was going to be that traitor and the one that sold him for 30 pieces of silver. But it didn't have to be Judas Iscariot. But it was. And he allowed the will of the flesh to overcome the will of the spirit. And he allowed the will of his own desire to overcome his the will of the desire of right and of good. Hallelujah. Now, there's people that live a good life. Uh, we see them all the time, brother Moore. They, they live a good life. I mean, uh, they don't go to church and uh, all that, but they won't lie to you. If they shake your hand and tell you they're going to do something, buddy, you can write it down with a, with a stone pen. And you can carve it out and, and, and niche it out in the stone and the granite. And you can bank on it. They're going to do what they said they were going to do. They won't cheat you. They're not going to go out uh, robbing. They're not going to go out and, uh, and, and, and fornicate and do and mess and gum and, and be drinking and carousing. They live good, clean, moral lives, holy as you almost but they just don't have the Holy Ghost and don't even care to know about God but they live a good solid life and the reason they can do that is that the will of man that God has placed in us if we'll look at it and if we'll, if we'll uh, get a hold of what God has placed in us, uh, the will of man is stronger than the pull of the earth. It's by your own will that you allow yourselves to be pulled into drugs and to promiscuity and to other things. It's a peer pressure and other things and your will, the will of your spirit and of your and of your own makeup somehow becomes weakened and in a moment of your weakening will that you give yourself over to what is pulling you that is not wholesome and good and you know it's not wholesome and good because God has put it in every one of us that thing that says you will not be that that will not be the way and God has put in every man a need for holiness a need for God he made us in his likeness and he's a holy God he's a just God he's a pure God and he puts something in every man like that now I understand that circumstances sometimes puts in our day some children are behind the eight ball before they're born. They're born addicted. And they're born with problems. And uh, when they get old enough, if they're not somehow pulled out of those places and those uh, where they're in that lifestyle, they have no chance whatsoever almost their 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 chances of not being afflicted and being on drugs and being messed up in institutions and everything else are slim and none except the grace and the mercies of God find them like some of these that are here tonight I'm just telling you the will of man is strong enough that it doesn't matter what hell sends your way if you'll make up in your mind that I'm going to live for God that I don't want to be like this anymore if you'll have a change of heart God will come to your rescue and he can and he will change your life 
And so, the psalmist wrote, You know, Pastor Moore, he hadn't created anybody. He hadn't created anybody that he doesn't care about. There's not one single person on the face of this earth that God doesn't have his eye on. Now, he's got his eye on us for good. And he's got his eye because we're the apple of his eye. And we are the sheep of his pasture. And we have chosen him. He said, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you. But in our own right, because he chose us, we declared and chose him above the world. When he called us and chose us, then we made our calling. Peter says, brethren, that you make your calling and election sure. And if you do these things, you shall never fall. And that is at faith to virtue, to uh, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, and knowledge wisdom, and to goodness, and meekness, and temperance, and, and all that stuff. Add to that. And he said, if you do these things, and if you abstain from the filth of the flesh of this world, and you're, you shall never fall. Make your calling and election sure. And so uh, the psalmist, he wrote and he says, O oh Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it all together. Now, now. He's telling us there's nothing that God doesn't know altogether about me. He understands where you are. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows your uprising. You're down sitting your thoughts afar off his head. And so here we go. And he says, thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. And we live our lives, Pastor Moore, beneath what God really wants us to know and understand sometimes. Because if we will turn our face to Him, and we will talk to Him, and we will listen to Him, He will speak into our heart and into our spirit the deep and the hidden things of God. Even as He led a man that was a murderer and taught him for three and a half years. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. Hold on. Don't get off the cart right now. You might get run over by a wheel. The wheel of man. Don't get run over by your own wheel. Doing your own thing. Because that's what you want. Let's go on. Such knowledge is too wonderful. It is high. I cannot attain it to it. Whether shall I go from thy spirit or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. 
If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. And so he's, he's realizing that with you, God, there's no hiding. And with you, there's no difference in dark and light because everything's light with you. For God is light and in him, know what? Darkness at all. So where God is, darkness is light. And that's what he said. He said, and they're both alike to you because they're both light. But he knows when it's dark and he knows where it's light. But it's always light for him because he's light. Well, somebody say amen right there. Look, the darkness of your life is light if you let Jesus walk with you. He'll take what is dark and he'll make it brighter than the noonday sun. But you got to take your will and you got to break your own fleshly carnal will and say, I'm going to give it to you. I desire to be like you. I desire what you've got. And you've got to give it to him that he can pull you out of. The place where you have found yourself. And so. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Wow. Now. He's going to get on down there. I will praise thee for I am. Fearfully. And wonderfully made. I want to take this. I try to keep it on so y'all won't notice my big belly. My mama talks about it. She says, I never thought Troy would have a belly like that. <laughs> but he do. <laughs> oh, it's cute, too. <laughs> Took me 50-some years to get it, and I mean... <laughs> So Pastor Moore says, just carry on, go on, you can get off of that. And, uh, and so, uh, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in the secret, when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being Unperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written, when in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Now, if you have any inclination of leaning toward the liberal view, that it might be all right to damage a fetus he says you wrote it down before it was ever started to show forth that it was something you done wrote it down all its frame and its parts and its members so God knows 
Brother Moore, he knows what he's fashioned. He understands what he's brought forth from the womb. Uh, he let it uh, survive the whole term and come forth. And he understands every it's degree of all of the workings of the mind that are there and that are not. And the parts that are there and that are not. He understands it all. I don't understand how God judges and how God looks at everything. But I know he understands it all. And I know he sees it all. And his judgment is just and right and pure and true. And he does not ask me what I think about it. I just have to trust him. I just have to take my will and place it in his hand. And when I place my will in his hand, I know that it is in a place where the greatness of his might and power is going to do the most and the best that can be done for anything in my life. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter whether it's mental, physical, whether it's Spiritual, financial, whether it be uh, any other kind of thing uh, in this world. I know when I place my will in his hand. And when I put myself and my trust in him. Everything's going to be alright. It may be dark for a moment. And weeping may endure for the night. But joy is coming in the morning. He that beareth precious seed. And goeth forth and weepeth. Hey, he shall doubtless come forth with rejoicing. Bring in his sheaves with him. Don't give up on what God is doing for you. If you've given him your will. And so, what I want to, what I'm trying to tell you is tonight, and here's what I wrote down. The will of man is stronger than the power of Satan and hell. That part that is made in God's likeness and image has the power to overcome the power of Satan and the world. And I'm here to declare unto you tonight. If you'll give yourself unto this great God and you will allow him entrance into your heart and your spirit and that you would admit to yourself that he's God. If you will allow yourself to believe that he can, I'm telling you, he will. Not only can he, but he will. And so... He goes on, thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men. So, the psalmist is saying... I've been fearfully and wonderfully made. And God knows all my parts. And, uh, I, you know, uh, part of this came, uh, the Apostle Paul. Before he was Paul, he was, he was Saul of Tarsus. And uh, 
in his walk with God after God struck him down. In the book of Acts, I believe it's around the 22nd, 23rd chapter, uh, 22nd, 23rd chapters where uh, he's back in Jerusalem. And uh, he goes there knowing that he's going to be bound. Agabus says, you're going to be bound, the man of this girdle, and he binds him. He said, he's going to be bound in Jerusalem. And, and sure enough, uh, they make an uproar because they said he brought an unclean person into the temple and, uh, and all that. And so there's an uproar, and then the, they come in and arrest him, and they bind him. He says, you know, you can't bind me and, and whip me. I'm a Jew. Uh, I'm a Roman, a Roman citizen. And boy, that chief of those uh, soldiers, he got, a, he, he got worried. He says, oh, well, uh, with great sum purchased I this freedom. He said, yeah, but I'm freeborn. I was born a Roman citizen. Raised as a Jew. I'm a Jew, but I was born in Sicily. In Tarsus. I'm freeborn. And, and they were worried then. But he recounts how to the Jews after they got him quiet he said I need to talk to them and he tells them how he saw that bright light and then how that he consented unto the death of Stephen and he calls him by name and, and I can imagine this man who won so many souls to God who had such a dynamic testimony and had such a power and a walk with God that it says that every 5 to 15 minutes they would change his guards afraid that they would let him go because he would convert most of his guards that guarded him and it was said that when he came to his time for death that he ran to the chopping block and that he had been beaten so many times that the scars on his back was raised up just inches off of his back and but but furthermore, in the back of his mind, there was always that thing that I committed murder. He says, in Philippians, he tells them, he says, I took them that was of this faith and I committed them to prison and to death. Hallelujah. But it goes on to say, not that I've already apprehended, not that I've already gained perfection. He said, but forgetting those things that are behind, I press toward the prize of the mark. Sometimes you got to take your will of the flesh and you got to come to God and lay it in his hand. But you got to forget those things that are back there and quit letting them beat on you and damage you and pull you down and cause your will and your resolve to weaken. As great a man as he was, he says, forgetting those things that are behind, I press toward the mark. Of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody come to the music. I done wore myself out. And I know I wore you out. I can look at, I can tell by the look in your eyes, some of you are having trouble following. And uh, whew, praise God. You're wondering if I fell off the boat backwards <laughs> and bumped my head. Maybe not. But Am I making any sense? Jesus fed a multitude. And he goes on a little way and he preaches. And then they want to follow him and he gets in them. He tells his disciples, hey, get in the boat and go to the other side. It says he goes into a 
mountain apart, one rendition, one version, writer says, to pray. And on their way in obedience to what God said, His will was their will. And so they gave themselves over to the will of the Master. But in the midst of their going, obeying what God had said, a storm came. And so in the midst of the storm, they are fearful for their lives. And they see an apparition. Oh no, it's the master. And all of their troubles, the thing that's bothering them the most, he's just taking the Sunday stroll on their problem. Not bothered at all. And so he comes to their rescue. He calms the storm and the sea. And they get to the other side. And lo and behold, what should they hear coming out of the tombs on the side of the mountain? But screaming, screeching, and growling. A man, tattered and torn, naked. Hopeless, without hope, the whole world would give up on him. Brother Barry, they tried their best. Their best doctors, philosophers, theologians, and spiritual advisors had tried to help him. And they bind him with chains and he'd break the chains asunder. Howling, screaming, living in the tombs. Tormented by some 6,000 demons, they tell me. 2,000 to 6,000, however you want to look at it. One's too many. But God, David says, Oh, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. He put something in me that there might be 2,000, there might be 6,000 demons. But I believe I hear the voice talking to the waves saying, peace be still. I've been bound by these demons for a long time now. They've controlled my every waking hour. But the voice of the master has stepped on shore. And because the will of man that God has given us, that free will to choose. In the midst of his 
tormentings in the midst of the demons trying their best to keep him from hearing and seeing. He sees a man walking his way. And he takes all those demons and he drags them to the feet of Jesus. Don't tell me that you can't be helped and that your plight is too bad that God can't reach you. It's a lie from hell. When God created you, he created you for him. And he's not about to let the devil win. Not when one wants him. And if you want to be like him, I don't care how many demons you got. You can take them to the feet of Jesus. And the next time the world sees you, won't be naked anymore. You'll be howling and screaming at the moon and the stars. You won't be terrifying all the people. But you'll be clothed in your right mind. And you'll be sitting at the feet of Jesus. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, the place where the hungry are fed, where the destitute are made rich and alive. Would you stand? <clears throat> I don't know how you perceive this, what you think about it, maybe. But I just wanted to tell somebody you hadn't gone too far. The soul of man. It's like a ship that sails on the sea of time. The storm may come, the winds may blow and rock this ship of mine. Yeah, go down. But the reason my ship will never see, and today it's still afloat. My compass is his precious word, and Jesus pilots my ship. I won't sail these stormy seas no more. Unless Jesus leads the way, I won't ever drift so far from the shore. I can't hear what he has to say, for I belong.
sails today on a glorious one-way trip. We'll land safely on shore to sail no more. For Jesus pilots my ship. All he desires from you I understand that 100% of the time, every, every moment of time of your life, after you give yourself to Him, that your mind is not, can't be totally captivated just because you have to think about not burning the stew and getting the gazentas right when you're making a deal. And that at times we some, somehow, Sister Woods, maybe we, we don't get it just right. But all he wants is for you to just place yourself in his hand. And when the rough spots come, he just wants you to know that I'm standing in the shadows waiting. All you got to do it's call on my name. You're on the boat. You're doing what I said. But it wasn't until you cried out to me, I would have passed you by. But I placed that something in there. It says cry out to the master. Cry out. And all he wants is for you to place all your will into his hand and allow him to lead you and to guide you. And if you fall, we have an advocate with the Father Christ, Jesus the righteous. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us. Oh, it's a, it's a continual cleansing if you'll just stay on board. And when he comes by, cry out to the Master. He's put that in you that no man can take away. The forces of hell are not strong enough to deter it, Brother Moore. I'm going to fix them. <clears throat> well, they'll be like me. And though they fall before I ever created anything, I had a plan. And I had Calvary in mind already. And Calvary had already taken place in the mind of God before He ever created one leaf on a tree or the Spirit moved upon the face of the deep. And so tonight He's saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Huh. Would you let Jesus pilot your ship today? Listen. Huh. My soul pulled in.
Safety's port. A stern was torn. Right? A stern was torn apart. The bow of my vessel was so badly crushed. Sith waters. Saint of God, you ever felt like your vessel was crushed and sin was over, overflowing your vessel? You don't know how it got that way. You really don't understand why. But you feel like you're going down. Sin's water covered my soul. I sailed so long on life's... No. Is that right? I don't know. You lost me. Let me start over. Yes. My soul pulled in to safety's port. My stern was torn apart. The pow of my vessel was so badly crushed. Sin's waters covered my heart. I sailed so long on life's angry waves with my cargo of fear and despair. But then I called on your name and he lifted the shame and he palaced my ship everywhere. I won't sail these stormy seas no more unless Jesus leads the way. How about it tonight? How about it tonight? You want to give everything to God and allow Him to be first and foremost in your life? Come on, you can't be a winner. You can be an overcomer. Doesn't matter what it seems like right now. Come to Him. Forgetting those things that are behind. Come on, press toward the prize of the march of the high calling of God. Come on, you got to forgive yourself. Come on, you got to forgive yourself and forget those things that are back there. And let God cleanse your heart and your mind and your life and your spirit. Hear what he has to say. I belong to a fleet that sails today on a glorious one-way trail. We'll let safely on shore to sail no more. For Jesus pilots my Do it again. I won't sail these stormy seas no more unless Jesus leads the way. I won't ever drift so far from the shore. I can't hear what he has to say. For I belong to a fleet that sails today on a glorious one-way All right, let's put our hands together for the word of God that we have heard in this house tonight. Amen, amen. Praise God. Anybody struggle with your will? Amen, is submitting it and yielding it. But thank God that God placed in us the will that we can will against the devil. Will against the spirits of this world. 
the false doctrines and teachings. And, and, you know, we can make up in our minds, I'm going to make the journey. That's basically what Paul told us. He's, we're going to make it. We're going to finish this thing. Because that's our passion, our desire. Lord bless you. You may be seated. God bless you tonight. What a word. This, you're going to have to ponder a while. This, you're going to have to sink in and dig in. Praise God. I mean, if the lunatic can drag some two to 6,000 devils to the feet of Jesus, I'm telling you, me and you, we can, we can make our way to the Lord on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Our small things are great things. Hallelujah. It's his will for us to be overcomers and be victorious. It's his will for us to go to heaven. It's his heartbeat, amen, that all would come to repentance. Amen. Be saved and delivered. I want to be a part of that number. How about you? Finish this race. Hallelujah. Far better, amen, than even at the beginning. I want the end of my state to be worse than my beginning. How often you see that in the scriptures. But you know what? I see it often also. That the state, the ending of their state was better than in the beginning. They finished the race. Hallelujah. To hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I want to be a part of that. How about you? Amen. God bless you tonight. All right. Anniversaries. Any anniversaries? <laughs> Praise God. All right. Birthdays. Any birthdays? I think we've got quite a few Uh Connor, that's right. Anyone else? Y'all want to say you all? Will that be all right? It'll suit me. It'll suit y'all. All right, well, let's sing happy birthday because I think we're picking up some from last week and plus all this week, and so it's quite a few number. And uh, we want to say happy birthday to all of them. Let's sing. Right. Let's give everybody a hand. Amen. I had a birthday in the last two weeks. I'm sure it's four or five, six, or somewhere in that neighborhood. But it's glad everybody's having birthdays. And, and I'm telling you, we got three right within our, our own little crowd, amen, in the last few days. So, you know, we've been doing a lot of birthday in the last few days. But thank God for them. It's been good to us. And we're so thankful for them, especially when we have them with a good mind, a good health, and the blessings of God with us. God's been good to us. We thank him for that. Amen. So don't we stand together? Let's just ask the Lord to bless the fellowship. Let me say in, in advance, thank you for your preparation tonight and, and what you've done in honor of my birthday. We do appreciate that. And thank you from the depths of a heart. I know even in this time of a kind of a crisis, I guess you would say with the pandemic, and the Corona business and all that other, but you still stepped out and willing to do it. And I thank you for it tonight. So ask God to bless it. Put his hand, his favor upon it in our fellowship 
and receiving of this good food tonight. Lord, we love you. Appreciate you tonight. So thankful for your love, your kindness, your grace, your mercy, the word of God, the presence of the Lord that's been in this house. So we lift up each one that's been a part of this service that your hand and your power and glory will go with each one throughout this coming week. We thank you, God. ask you to bless the hands that prepared this meal and this time of celebration. We give you the honor for it, the thanks for it. Bless it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Man, if everything goes to plan, Brother Quaid will be with us. I mean, Brother Rouse will be with us. Amen. Uh, Wednesday night. Okay? God bless you, Brother Clay Rouse. All right? We planned to be with us prior, but that got messed up. But hopefully he'll be with us this Wednesday night. God bless you.